0: Hey what is up everyone welcome to the crack house chronicles we are your host I am Donnie
1: I am Chris I'm Bill
0: hey guys how about the rain
1: yep you don't know no talk weather. about the weather let's talk about the weather guys. I don't want to talk about the weather I love talking about weather guys whether well, or been, not we'll do this,
0: Chris has been flooded out. His basement's full of water.
1: Yeah, two nights in a row. It sucks. I'm in the flooded basement club. Anybody want to join? Look at yeah. that indoor pool, man. Well, if you don't have a flooded basement, then you're just not cool. But I've had it twice now, and I'll probably have it again tonight. And so much fun. It's probably been about a inch deep, and it's. Um, talking about the water no we still and talking about the <laughs> rain, <laughs> and uh yeah uh first night it was probably around midnight and i discovered it So at midnight i was shoveling water out of the the basement How
2: was one to discover water in the basement at 12 o'clock
1: well i have i have dogs pinned up down there and, I go, and I go let them we're out drowning. yeah well my daughter wakes up and you know one of the four times a they were doing she wakes the up. dog paddle yeah <laughs> i went to go let them out and i Stepped right down to the basement and my foot landed in a puddle of water and I was like, Okay. Yeah, man. What'd you think? So gosh, you guys been pinned up down here a long time. I gotta let you out. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean it's 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 been a mess. Hopefully nobody else has had to go through that, which I went to Lowe's today the and they were sold out for squeegee's and there were guys in there just with freaking the shop backs left and right. So uh, I guess I'm not the only one.
0: Yeah, I had to, I had water problems in my basement here a while back, but I dug some drainage ditches and diverted some water around and, yeah, took care of it, but, yeah, it's a mess if you got it.
1: Yeah, it's, and the thing is, it's damn muddy water, too, man, it's, it's like, it's so nasty, and my mm-hmm. wife helped me clean it up last night, and at least I had that, because you, the first night I didn't have any help, it was mm-hmm. just me. And I just using two, uh, dust pans, and I was just scooping it out, and throwing it outside. But the problem is, is right outside the door, it was seeping underneath. as It was puddled up, so every time I'd scoop it out, it would just kind of come, make its way right back in. So I was, I was really not getting anywhere. Mm-hmm. Right now, I have five fans blowing downstairs, trying to air it out, and I have a dehumidifier that the uh, mother-in-law kind of loaned. Let me let me use that.
0: So. Oh, that ought to it'll dry it dried up pretty good.
1: Yeah, yeah, and then tonight, we'll see what happens. The radar is kind of kind of iffy. Yeah, I hear your mother-in-law don't need that
2: humidifier. It's pretty hot in there
0: now. <laughs> 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 yeah. All right. All right, guys, we're going to get into our topic of this week. We are going to discuss D.B. Cooper. What's the B
2: stand for, Bartholomew?
0: B? Yeah. Actually, it don't stand it for anything. anything. Yeah. The B don't stand for anything. It was a, The B was a typo.
2: Bartholomew's a name that doesn't get used enough. No, it doesn't. Go
0: ahead. But anyway, the B was actually a typo. It got uh, strewn around by the news media. Uh, He signed in. Well, he he went to the Portland airport. He went to the Portland airport. Bought a ticket, one way ticket to Seattle, and I think. Everything I read and heard, he, he paid like 25, 50 bucks for that one way ticket back in 1971. This was on uh, Thanksgiving Eve. And uh, he signed a, signed in as Dan Cooper. But it got, I guess the media got got it messed around a little bit. And
2: you mean the media wasn't 100% right? Media wasn't 100% right I,
0: back in 1971. I find out, I yeah, they, it hard to believe. Yeah, there was a typo or something, and they uh got to calling him D.B. Cooper which I mean that sounds pretty dang cool. And that's why they kept it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah it's
1: pretty cool. But I mean Dan Cooper sounds like a made up name anyway. Yeah. Well, and I mean it could have been right. Maybe that might be one of the reasons why things ended up the way they they did because it could have been a fake name.
0: Yeah I'm, I'm pretty sure it was a fake name. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah. That's the whole gist of
1: being yeah. a
0: crook. Yeah but uh, <laughs> It's called
2: an alias. <laughs>
0: yeah but he was he was slick. Ain't no doubt about it. But anyway he like I said he um Went into Portland Airport, purchased a one-way ticket uh, to Seattle, boarded the plane, had on a, a suit, a nicely pressed shirt, a clip-on tie with a little mother-of-pearl uh, tie clip.
1: Yeah, on loafers too. Yeah,
0: he did have on loafers. You I like did. you like loafers, don't you? Yes,
1: I do.
2: Should have had some Chucks, man. It'd been
1: mean, I just it off. Well, and, and it, uh, <laughs> keep going. I have a question for later. Uh, it's just it's opinionated. Go ahead. But
0: anyway. He boarded the plane, he had on a, a rain jacket and a suit and tie, clip on tie, and he had a every, before I, everybody calls it an attache case, which sounds so I don't know I don't know what to call it, but I call it a briefcase. Why'd you say it like that for? Well, I don't know. I just thought attache. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway. It's got
1: cachet. It's attache.
0: Yeah but that's why he was wanting some cachet.
1: Well, I guess people wore trench coats everywhere back then it didn't look so sketchy, right? Yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, I don't know. I mean, he, he was dressed up, and um, he uh, took his seat, and it, I've seen several reports where he was at the back, sitting at the back of the plane, and several reports report different seats that he sat in. But we won't get into all that, but shortly after takeoff, he handed the... Flight attendant, like i say, they, they called him stewardesses back in, in 1971. He handed her a note, and I, she
1: thought it was a flirtation.
0: Oh uh, yeah, a flirtation. Yeah, and she didn't even read it at first. And
1: he's like, "You might want to read that."
0: Well, before all that, he ordered. What did he order, Chris?
1: He wor- ordered a uh, Seven Up and bourbon.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, bourbon and soda. Well, I guess Seven Up. It was seven Up. Yeah, some kind of carbonation with bourbon. Yeah, and. I mean, this guy was cool. I mean, he was slick. And then he handed the flight attendant, well, the stewardess, a note. And like Chris said, she thought he was flirting with her. And he said, ma'am, I think you need to read that note. And she read the note, and he uh, he told her, he said, I have a bomb. And said that she needed to come and sit beside of him. So, I mean, she went and sat down beside
1: him. She actually requested to see the bomb. You think she still thought he was trying to pick up on her? I don't know. Really. He's like, I got a bomb over here. Yeah. Come come sit down beside me <laughs> is that a bomb in your pants or you just happy to see me <laughs> drop it on you baby <laughs> drop the bomb on me Dun-da-da, baby dun-da.
0: oh what we'll put that we'll have to put that song in the podcast there you go yeah. but anyway <laughs> what was we at? yeah she's sitting down beside of him and she requested to see the bomb but she told the other flight attendant that, you know what he had said and he had to tell the pilots what was going on that they were being hijacked and he was requesting two hundred thousand dollars which you know.
1: There's a lot back then, but not a lot now. It's, uh,
0: what I read, it was like 1.2 million today. Well, that's a pretty, pretty good chunk of change still. And uh, they landed in Portland. Not Portland, I'm sorry. They took off from Portland landed landed in Seattle, Washington. And they were going to refuel there. And that's where everything took place. He got to requesting his, you know, his demands. He wanted four. Fried chickens, four no, more fried chickens. No, 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 want, white bread. Totally. <laughs> yeah, four, little, hap, four happy on. meals. No, he wanted four civilian parachutes, which that's kind of weird. You know, him requesting civilian parachutes, and especially four of them, because you know, really, you know, like I said, he was slick. He and he got to the, the authorities thinking maybe you know he's going to take some people hostage and parachute with him. So that's why they you know, and they were going to. Put par- give him parachutes that didn't work, or something like that, but you know, he requested four. Then, yeah, you gotta make sure all mm-hmm. of them work.
2: Yeah, that's pretty slick. I didn't even realize that.
0: Oh, yeah, this guy was slick. <clears throat> I mean, he was, I mean, and when they got to doing the demands, that's when he started wearing his little mirrored shades.
1: Yeah, he, he put the shades on and took his uh clip on uh off. He also uh requested to have the letters back, yeah, the, about the bomb. He wanted that back. Makes sense. But really, you
0: know, I thought, what, what douche would wear a, a clip-on tie? But you got to think about it. Now, if he's going to jump out of the back of a plane, he wouldn't want a real tie catching on something and possibly hanging him or getting hooked on something. Hey, Donnie, what douche Me.
1: wants to jump out of a plane in loafers? Are you gonna go, are You going to go parachute and have a plane. Who wants to try to land on the ground with loafers on? You need to have your Nikes on or something like that, man. Yeah, but this was D.B. Nikes D.
2: wasn't even invented then, probably. Yeah, this was well, D.B. Cooper. I mean, he could do that it's stuff. Loafers,
1: man. But this
2: see, that lends into the what we we'll probably get into later. Go ahead.
0: Yeah, but see, it was D.B. Cooper. He could do that stuff. I mean, it's probably – I mean, have been Chuck Norris for all we you know. Oh,
2: my God. But anyway, you
0: probably see, don't – You don't
2: realize, though, Chris, I mean, we're talking about this, and this guy, by today's standards, was, was a terrorist. Oh, yeah. But you got to look. From 71 to now, this guy's been – as much as a bad guy, he has been an anti-hero or a hero to people, man. I know. He stuck it to the man.
0: Yeah. Hey, there was Got a, away with it. There was never a hijacking demanding money before him. Everybody once wanted to go somewhere. They wanted to go to Cuba or South America or somewhere like that. They just wanted to go somewhere. He demanded money. He was the he was an innovator. He wanted money. And they there were hundreds of copycats after him. But, I mean, he set the, he set the trend on hijacking, that's for sure.
1: Why do you think he put on sunglasses afterwards? After everybody's already seen him, because he's cool like that. That makes no sense. Like, you figured if he was trying to, that could be a glitch in di-
2: his plan, though, man. Yeah, he's smart. If he's going he to have like a,
1: a disguise. You figure he figured he would have entered the plane with the sunglasses on. So I didn't think
2: he ever had them off. I didn't know that. I, yeah, he yeah.
1: put them on. He put them on. It's like whenever they landed and they're about to take off again, he's like, he just made that transition. He's just like, you know what? Screw this. Takes the towel, off. Hey. Puts his sunglasses on.
0: Hey, well, He put them on because they got two different mug shots. So, hey, he got two different mug shots. Or not on mug shots. Uh, uh, Sketch. Sketches. I don't like yeah. him
1: because he's wearing um, sunglasses inside of an airplane. And, and, and at night. And he was smoking in an airplane, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what a rebel. Yeah.
0: They, they could actually do stuff like that. Smoking on an airplane, but anyway, they landed in Seattle, and he admitted, he told him his demands. He wanted four parachutes, civilian parachutes.
1: They yeah, went back up into the air, and he told him where he wanted to go.
0: Well, he wanted he told me wanted to go to Mexico. Yeah, but they didn't have enough fuel to make it to Mexico, and they were going to have to stop in Las Vegas.
1: And the pilot made his own route. It, the The route they actually took wasn't what where what's his name wanted to go. They just knew where he wanted to end up at, but the pilot actually chose to go the route they took. So
0: But what we gotta get back to is they spent a long time in Seattle buying mm-hmm. time, trying to negotiate with him, trying to
2: recording all those serial
1: numbers on that money.
2: Oh
0: yeah. They they recorded they microfilmed all the serial numbers on them twenty dollar bills.
1: Which I I'll, I'll never understand. If you're gonna hijack something and want money why would you request money whenever it's just going to get traced? Because you can't spend that money. Because if you do, they're going to be around your tail. I don't know. I mean, I Why would somebody want money as a demand?
2: So he might not... Well, this is the first time it's ever happened to him. So he maybe didn't think they were going to do that.
1: Well, you figure somebody its going to be brave enough to. somebody's probably never parachuted before or jumped out of a plane. It's, it's going to take the... have the nerve to do that, but not no, think no. enough... The, say, the money thing. What'd you say
2: again? What? What'd you first start saying? You think somebody who's something out of a plane never jumped out of a plane?
1: Yeah, we don't know he's never jumped out of a plane. Well, we this don't. Might,
2: this is probably in his first.
1: But we don't know he don't know about serial numbers on money either. Though. Right. But but what we're saying is, he he, probably wasn't the first time he ever jumped out of a plane.
0: I would say not. I'd say he he jumped out of planes before.
1: Probably many times. You know, one one of the parachutes he got was it was a dummy, was a, was a training parachute. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it was c- sewed closed. That could have been one of the ones he used when he went down. And if if it is one of the ones he used when he went down, it would be a novice to not be able to pick it up. That hey, this is not an actual working parachute. He's up in the air. Told me want to go to go go to Mexico, um,
0: but they didn't have enough fuel to get to Mexico, so they had to stop in. They were going to have to stop in Las Vegas. What they told him. But, you know, he's got to be pretty smart to pick this plane. as a 727 plane with a rear door flap. They call it an air stair. I mean, so he can bail out of that thing. So kind of like what you see on, you know, some of these movies where they these uh, paratroopers are jumping out of the back of a plane. That's the kind of plane it was with those steps out of the back end of it. Well, it wasn't, a, yeah, but it wasn't like a big ramp. No, it was, it was stairs. It was
2: just, yeah, it was just a, a small little set of steps. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and also well go ahead.
0: But anyway, he had, after they took off from Seattle, he'd uh, ordered all the all the passengers that were on the plane. They got to leave. It was just a just a crew that was left on the plane when they took off from Seattle.
1: And He said he's very polite too. I oh, always
0: said he was very polite,
1: yeah. Yeah.
0: very suave, nice, nice guy. And they uh, said that he was probably in his mid forties, um, anywhere from five foot ten to six foot slender built man which you know gets into you know thinking that maybe this guy was maybe ex-military or something that he knew how you know planes worked and how different things because he had told them when they took off from Seattle that he wanted them to stay at 10,000 feet and keep their speed I think it was uh, 150 miles per hour it was just enough to keep the plane up and the flaps down. It was just enough. So he had to have some kind of tr- training or knowledge to be able to know that. I mean, I, I don't know that stuff. Nobody who thinks about stuff like that. So he, I think he had some military aircraft training somewhere along the way. Wouldn't See,
2: the, the stairwell also had, a, well, of course, it had an alarm when it was set down. <clears throat> and also, I want to say it had an alarm, a pressure sensitive like somebody was on it. Mm-hmm. That played into it, too. But
0: he told them they didn't want any cabin pressure, Mm. release all the cabin pressure. And I guess that helped when he opened those stairs up that it wouldn't suck 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 anybody anybody or anything out.
2: But still, it was still the – if he lived through it, which we assume he did because they never found a body, that's the highest unaided parachute jump Mm -hmm. without, like – because you can't breathe that high. And you would be dead before you, you know, it was so high that you need a breathing apparatus to survive the fall. Just to get to the point where you deploy the chute. <clears throat> but they were saying that's what I'm saying. There was I saw a thing one time and it was talking about and I apologize I didn't look it up, but it's almost like he let the stairs down and they never knew when exactly he jumped. See what I'm saying? So yeah. So they could they say we let the stairs down here. We discovered him that he wasn't here here, but it might have been a hundred miles away. Yeah,
0: because everybody was in the cockpit. Yeah. <clears throat> there was nobody back there at the back of the plane where he was. And he left his clip-on tie there, and with the little clip. Yep. He left that on the plane. Hmm. Like a, screw you. That's <laughs> mm-hmm, it. Like, hey, I'm gone. But. You know, they don't really know, you know, like I said, at what point he he bailed out of the plane. Yeah, they don't know.
2: Getting back to the, the folklore and the, the folk hero, let's put it that way. He's a folk hero. <clears throat> There's been, man, I know of three different movies, two movies I know based on his life or based on him living through it and being this guy, and a third movie where I think Burt Reynolds played – the guy and they more or less let it be that he was D.B. Cooper mm-hmm. it was called Up the Creek maybe I think it had David Spade and some of them in it
0: yeah and it had uh, Dax Shepard in it yeah
2: yeah yeah yeah. that's yeah. it they were all buddies and they went back camping yeah yeah, and then they ended up running into, yeah, Burt,
0: R- uh, run into Burt Reynolds yeah, up in the woods somewhere
2: they, they made it out like he was D.B. Cooper
0: yeah that's, that's a pretty killer movie yeah. but you know they, like you said there's been they don't know exactly what point he bailed out and he he jumped out over the great northwest somewhere over a a, a heavily forested area somewhere near the Columbia River I think because uh, later on I think it was in 1980 there was a a little boy there with his family they were camping or doing some different things and he he discovered a uh, a bag of money and it was 20 dollar bills and they got they got to checking it and those serial numbers matched what db cooper had had and just a little side note too i think um, they had sold some of those bills at auction i think one of them sold for thirty thousand dollars just from one of those twenty dollar bank notes
1: hmm.
0: to have some of that money so you know they didn't find all the money but they found some of it it was like it was a few thousand dollars but it was very deteriorated they couldn't you know they can only it was like a part
1: of a note. Yeah, they didn't know how it got there. They didn't know if it came down through the river or if he came back and buried it there or put it there Mm -hmm. to throw him off.
2: Um, Just a little trivia. The movie was was 2004. It was called Without a Paddle. Matthew Lillard, Seth Green, and Dax Shepard. Another, uh, when I said a while ago when we was talking about it, I said, the main character of the television series Twin Peaks, 1990, is named Dale Bartholomew Cooper after D.B. Cooper. <laughs> yeah. I told you Bartholomew man.
1: That <laughs> was actually a as a comic with a um it was as overseas. It was a comic book as the character's name was uh, Dan Cooper, I believe. Mm-hmm. It was name of the comic book, and they're thinking maybe that's how he got his, his name that he used in the airport.
0: I remember the first time I heard this story was on uh, the TV show "In Search of," was uh, hosted by Leonard Nimoy.
1: Oh, I probably saw that same.
0: Yeah, ago. and I and I've always been intrigued by that because you know they never, they never found him. I mean, this is, this is the only hijacking that's never ever been, never been figured out. I mean, yep. this is the only one.
2: 1988 episode of Unsolved Mysteries focused on the Skyjacker.
0: hmm I don't think
1: he survived it. I just, I just don't think.
2: What happened to his body? Then
1: he'd be, way, he'd be way too famous to, to still be in hiding. And I mean, you, you've got people who, who've acted and said that you know, oh, I'm, I'm DB Cooper. Which would, why would you want to say that you are, are the real DB Cooper? Whenever, you know, if you admit that, you, you know, you're gonna be in trouble. It's not like you, you're just gonna be a superstar and you're going to just end up on a, you know. Hollywood you know was it this Walk of Fame or yeah, whatever I mean
0: there's been several people been suspected over the years that the FBI have, have focused on one of them was uh, Richard Floyd McCoy Jr and uh, I'm looking at his picture right here on the internet and I mean he favors D.B. Cooper a lot and he was a army veteran he served two tours in Vietnam he was a, a first as a demolition expert and then Later, with the Green Berets as a helicopter pilot. I mean, you look at his picture, man. He looks dead on like D.B. Cooper.
1: Well, that well, that yeah. sketch was pretty generic. I mean, it could, it could go for a lot of different people, though. Yeah. That, that's the reason why so many people got away with saying, oh, well, that's me.
0: And, and get this, too. Uh, on April 7th of 1972, McCoy staged the best known of the so-called copycat hijackings.
1: Yeah. So, he asked for a lot more money too.
0: Yeah, that's why I even kind of, you know, he's. I've read about you know several of these, and he's right up there on my list.
1: Well, usually is a copycat though with every murder, yeah. like especially famous one. Everybody wants to, everybody wants to get that fame, and they want to they think they can do it better. But I just I don't understand why somebody would want to try to take on. And usually the people who said they, they knew somebody or something like that usually was on like a deathbed situation when they're like, well I gotta. I gotta admit something to you. You know, I'm I'm actually DB Cooper, and mm-hmm. I did that. You know, skyjacking, and I mean that's usually how it came out.
0: And then there's a, another one that's very high up on the list as far as suspects on this was a, a Robert Rackstraw. He was a, a retired pilot, an ex-convict who served as an army helicopter uh, during the Vietnam War. Um, he came to attention of the Cooper Task Force in 1978 after he was arrested in Iran and deported to the U.S. to face explosive possession. But uh, he was released on bail and attempted to fake his own death. But, yeah, he's he's way up there on on their list as far as being D.B. Cooper. But then there's there's been other people that's come forward. You know, there's another one. I think his name was – his last name was Christensen. I don't don't remember his first name, but it it was like everything I heard that before D.B. Cooper – he had he had two lives, one before DB Cooper happened, and one after DB Cooper happened. And after he had all this money that he was giving people, and paid off his uh, parents' home mortgage, and just giving money giving money away left and right. But that leads me to think, like you said, you know, they 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 had all this money. You know, the, the serial numbers microfilmed. You know, they had every note written down. So that, that stuff would have shown up
1: somewhere. Yeah, I mean, it. it the money was never spent. None of the zero yeah. numbers ever ran. That's why I'm thinking either he's dead. He's he's dead. <clears throat> and I mean, I don't I don't think he survived that. Or he? Why would he ask for money if he wasn't going to spend it? If he was smart enough to know he couldn't spend it, why would he have asked for money?
0: You know, I, I kind of. I don't know. I mean, I kind of think that he might have survived because I mean he was slick up to that point. Everything he did was just.
1: Textbook. But what would have been the point, just saying that you did it? Yeah. Some people will like it.
0: Yeah.
1: I mean, that's <laughs> – to ask for that much money, I mean, you might as well just ask for $100 if you know you ain't going to spend it.
0: Yeah. I mean, it makes me think, though, you know, you got – it's all $20 bills. I know it's all recorded, but is it possible just to throw some out in circulation here and there, or, you know, go spend it a – at a convenience store. How long you
2: gotta think they gonna worry about that? You know what I'm saying? I was trying to look up the statute of limitations because, you know, but they charge him with crimes. They charge DB Cooper with crimes. What I'm thinking is, you know, if he laid out so long, what is it? statute limitation on certain things is
0: yeah. But, it's, it's doesn't run out on him. They, yeah. they
1: they put they put an extra uh, another charge on him though, so that way they could yeah. always do it. But they actually. Forty-five years after he jumped, they they finally they just close it. they closed the. the yeah, cave. I saw
2: a good report here. It's been the last year or two where they they really tried. It was FBI agents. They really tried to dig it up on him and try to find out. And it was about that Robert Rackstraw and that other guy. Mm-hmm. And man, that was that was some of the most uh, what do you say convincing evidence. But then they they tore it all apart there at the end, and they they let it, they closed it. But you know what i'm what i was getting into is yeah there's a statute of limitations on him and the crown but what's the statute of limitations on finding that money not statute of limitations what's the you know you got all that you're not gonna they're not gonna cer 71 we didn't have not we didn't have a computer system now you can probably like you know i don't know maybe something scans or whatever but what i'm saying is if he pays you 20 dollars and you 20 dollars and and, and it goes from you to somebody else, and it goes from you to somebody else. And, it, you know, old Joe at the convenience, uh, at the general store or whatever, heck, half of those people didn't even trust banks probably in 71. And um, what I'm saying is, you know, it, it might take years yeah. for that money
1: to get in. There. That's right. Yeah, but the fact that none of it was ever used, I mean. But uh, Well, yeah, but. I mean, none, of, know, none of the serial numbers ever I mean, even now, they can run the serial numbers and see.
2: But you know that that ever so often they take money, they just take it out of circulation, and they go in, they poke holes in it, and they shred it, and they just throw it away. Yeah. And they put more in. That's that's what I'm saying. It could have been circulating around. and, And was it nationwide? I mean, you know, who all... What I'm saying is how do you track that money? Yeah, you got the serial numbers recorded, but... You gonna ask, you know, Bobby Sue over at the the general store? You know, you you need to watch every twenty dollars and look for these numbers. They got more things important to do than that, and you know. And in there again, you just heard. I mean, you know, he's a he's a folk hero, more or less. I mean, you know, he's an anti-government hero or an whatever. It was like psh, let him get away with it. So for every person that might have had to turn that in, I, my, my my point is how. How were you supposed to track it? There there was a thing. How? What was it? A guy stole a bunch of money one time. Oh, it might have been the the, the was Rednecks over at uh, Kramer Mountain. Oh,
0: uh, uh, I can't think of it right now. My point
2: is, my daddy's a, a a good honest man. If y'all don't know me, he's a Southern Baptist preacher. But sometimes the most honest man can come up with the best ways to get out of something. And I forget what it was, but we were talking one time, and he said, here's what I would do. If I had a bunch of money that was not mine, I wanted to go through it and spend it and and escape, you know, possibly getting caught, he said, first of all, I'd look through the want ads and find somebody with a motorhome that I could drive around the country. He said, they probably don't want, you know, this is 20 years ago, you know, say said they want $10,000 for it. Well, they're not gonna, you know, eight five thousand whatever. You pay them in cash. They don't care. They got five thousand dollars for the hunk of junk they trying to get rid of. He said. Then you hear all these KOAs every night. Just you just travel the country. A little bit here, a little bit there.
0: Dropping a twenty here, dropping yeah. a twenty there.
2: And and he said you could go all over the country for uh, so many years and nobody would ever know it. He said you just disappear because they're all looking over here. And I'm like that's pretty ingenious plan. The the way you get caught is you go spend all that money at one time. Mm-hmm. Those people at Kramer Mountain, that's what got them caught. They were they were spending tons of money, and that's not here and there, but it's along the same lines. It's like how do you get rid of that massive amount of money? But within that lies 1971, right? Mm-hmm. 1971. No computer systems, and if they are, they're archaic. I don't think that's a priority. I mean, it was at that time. It was in Portland, Oregon, and everything, but. You know, he might have had a car stashed and ready to go, and and drove himself to Mexico. If he had a full tank of gas. He's two hundred miles away for he has to drop a dollar.
0: I mean, you know, it's very possible because I remember one of the interviews that he uh, they interviewed the the stewardess, and he would actually point out when they would fly over a city or a town. He said, "Oh, that's so and so town. That's so and so town." He knew exactly where he was in the air.
2: There was a big theory that he wasn't that he had worked for the airlines and um that he, you know, he had actually been a mechanic or something like that mm-hmm. I believe for these planes. So if you're going to be somebody like that, you're probably going to fly a lot too. And if you're ex-military, you you're probably going to know how to see the layouts and stuff just from maps. Stuff that you could have easily gotten that time.
0: So yeah, I mean it. When oh, you get back to him being a, a folklore and everything, every year, <laughs> I think it's Portland or Seattle, one of those two towns. Washington. Is it Washington? Mm-hmm. They hold a D.B. Cooper.
2: Like Peter Brown over here, yeah. man.
0: They hold a D.B. Cooper job. festival every year. Yeah, In
1: honor of his name, which I think is stupid, by the way. That's it's so stupid. <laughs> Oh, man, that'd be great.
0: No, dude, no, yeah. So I would, I would, if,
2: if it wasn't across the country, I'd go to it. Oh, yeah, everybody dressing up. Yeah.
0: but on the D.B. Cooper outfits. No, that's what I'm saying.
2: For every, for every crime, as long as there's nobody
1: dead in the crime. Nobody died Nobody died, from nobody this. died I'll in the crime. i hold a second, guys. That's every, every uh, Saturday after Thanksgiving they do that. Oh. No. Yeah. What's that? Oh, okay. Yeah. But uh,
2: <clears throat> anyways. Oh, he's done uh, his research. Yeah, I know. I appreciate that, Chris. But uh, uh Anyways. My point being, you look at a crime where a lot of money got took and nobody died, there will be a substantial part of this population in America that will be pulling for that guy never to get
1: caught.
0: Oh, yeah. I yeah,
1: agree. I agree. I don't see him as a hero, man. I, oh, I know. I mean, oh, they would talk him down. Ballsy, but, maybe, but not as a hero, I just don't know why people, even still to this day, would – but celebrate somebody—not even somebody by his real name. Maybe celebrate D. B. They ain't even celebrating D.B. Cooper, even celebrating—even if it was celebrating Dan Cooper, it ain't his damn name either. So it's like he stuck it to the man, Chris. A lot of people love it when you stick it to yeah, the but man. If he died, did he really stick it to the man? You the, know, it's, the man lost two hundred thousand it, dollars. It's, It's—it's only sticking it to the man if the money was spent, if he used his own real name, and if he lived. Yeah, but
0: he's—he's a—he's a legend.
1: Uh, How's that a legend? Is that literally legendary status? I mean, uh, he,
0: he hijacked a plane. I mean, he was the first one to do it for money. I mean, he was the first. He was. The, he like I said, he was a trendsetter for
1: this. If somebody goes and jumps off the Empire State Building and lives, is he legendary? Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> if he lives People after that people's got in a barrel and went over Niagara Falls. Lucky, he,
1: but if he would have died, he would he would have been an idiot.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, come on. Well, He's that's still the, an idiot. At the point though, man, <laughs> what,
2: you didn't you didn't you didn't give us a. You didn't give us a question that made any sense. What's you it? said if a guy jumped off the Empire State Building and lived, would he be legendary? Yes, he would be
1: legendary. No, he'd be stupid.
2: No, if he lived, he I would mean, be legendary, Chris. But if he died,
1: if he, he be died, stupid. he'd be an idiot. I agree with you on that. But, but he's still a, d- a dumbass if he jumps off the Empire State Building. <laughs> oh, he lives le- or not. If he
0: lives, oh, he's a legend. Yeah, a legendary dumbass, me, maybe. Trust <laughs> me.
2: You jump off the Empire State Building and live, you will never buy another thing in your life.
0: <laughs> oh, if, if he jumps off the Empire State Building and lives, he'll be on Jimmy Fallon the next night.
1: Oh, dear oh, he, Lord yeah. mercy.
0: Oh, he will. He'll be, he'll be able to write his own check. It's like you know, people went over Niagara Falls in a barrel and lived. And they're, they're legendary.
2: Yeah, I mean, you know, that's that's you that's that's the basis of American life, man. You challenge, you challenge fear and death, and you live. Yeah, there's a lot of people that die, and you're like, what a idiot. But that one guy lives through it, man. You're like, Whoo, man, that dude could tough. It's like a dude went up in in space and jumped you know, did the free fall from outer space. You know, he didn't have to do that, and I wouldn't do it, but man, for for. A minute there, he was a pretty freaking famous dude.
1: Yeah, but I, since, he, since he died, I think he died. That don't make him legendary. And you just said if the guy had jumped on the Interstate the state, Empire State Building would have died, right. he'd been dumb.
2: Look at this. I see where you're going. Yes, let's say he died that night, but nobody ever found a body. and they Grid searched that whole area. But
1: nobody spent the money. I,
2: I don't care. That's not the point. My point being is... He is still legendary. If he hit the ground so hard that he went ten foot down and dirt covered him up and they never could find him, he's still legendary cause you know why? That was nineteen seventy one. This is two thousand nineteen. And even us three dumb hicks are still talking about him. And there's people right. that have uh um there's people that have that you said have a party a party from look, most people have parties just for reason to get drunk. Absolutely. But hey, then people digging DB Cooper, and DB Cooper for that reason alone could be a legend, man. <laughs> the, hey, I, I understand your point of view, and I think you might could open up a little bit, but yeah, if you think he's that way, that's fine. But he, there's no doubt, there's no doubt about it, The man is a legend.
1: Yeah, uh, uh,
2: he could have died that night. He'd been a legend.
1: I don't know, man. Now, if you
2: found him. his body, total different
1: story. People He's do just dumb stuff all the time, and they're just they're just known as just dumb people. But it's what I, they I don't do what yeah. It's it's all about the fail or success. But right. if he didn't spend the money, he didn't do it for the money. And he he just went skydiving at night and hijacked the plane. But we
2: don't know he didn't spend that money. Yeah, assume we assume he didn't. We
1: don't know. Let's
0: just let's just come off the fence right now and just Chris, be I mean just throw it out there. Do you think he lived or died? Died. You think
1: he died? He's dead. The dude is dead. And I don't know. He well, really he's probably the... dead now. But you think he <laughs> died? In
0: that, you think he died in that that uh, jumping out of that plane?
1: Absolutely. I don't think somebody would ask for money and not spend it. And if, and, and like I said, if he knew that he couldn't spend the money because serial numbers, then he never would ask for really the money. Know that?
0: Well, he just maybe assumed it.
1: Then why? He, why wouldn't he spend it then? I'm saying he. You don't know he didn't.
0: All right, Bill. What do you what do you think? You think he died that day, or do you think he lived on? And, no, I think he lived. You think he did?
2: He may have died from it, but he lived.
1: I think. Hey, now you got a Ouija board? Let's just ask him.
0: We oh, have yeah, my Ouija board in there on the shelf. No, I, I'm out of here. As for me, I think I think he lived. I think he lived through it and, and went on. I don't, you know, I say I don't know if he spent it and shelled out a little bit of money here and there, spent it at the grocery store and bought stuff. Here and there, just keep it untraceable. But yeah, I, I kinda I kinda think he lived through
1: it. back then did people put their money in banks? Was that like just something they did?
0: They did, but you know, or did something not did everybody?
1: It? I guarantee you people around here didn't.
0: No, but if he'd have put it in the bank it'd have caught him right 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 away. Right. But you no. Know,
1: but even if he went to Mexico, he couldn't have spent it in Mexico, he would have to trade it out for pesos, right? Mm-hmm. Do they have pesos then in Mexico? Oh well, yeah. Hell, I don't know. These things change. Oh yeah. I went a lie back then like y'all well,
2: pesos like less than a penny, so i
0: would be trading for more than pesos. <laughs> well,
1: I don't I don't know man. I don't I didn't do my research on that. I don't that. think he went to Mexico.
0: I think he you know, he hung around that area and, and just
1: But but come on man. He's gonna have to have money. He's gonna have to have money to survive. I mean he can't just go out and get a job the next day, especially when it's the military it. man. But no, if 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 they have a sketch of him released in newspapers how? Why would he go out and get a job when this God would be? There's gonna be wanted wanted posters up of him and everything like that. He can't just go out and get a job right away. He's gonna have money to live off of. Which brings back to my point. No, none of the serial numbers were ever put in the system as being used, spent, anything like that. And I'm sure something was sent out saying, you know, he asked for two hundred thousand dollars. We got serial numbers on it. If if I mean, So you think,
0: you think they called the community market here down here, down the street right here and said, hey, this guy shows up with some $20 bills or anybody shows up with $20 Well, Donnie,
1: nobody goes to Faustin, so no. Well, I mean, I'm just saying. <laughs> That's their point, though. Yes.
0: That's their point. Nobody yeah.
2: goes to Faustin. But, but he,
1: where do they think he landed at? Where, towards Las Vegas? No, it was up in the great northwest. It was
0: in the wilderness yeah. where he landed, supposedly. There he nobody knows exactly where well, he supposedly landed. The people
2: they think were – what did they think he was ex-military? They just said ex-military, right? Yeah. All right. The guys that they thought were him, did it say what ex-military they were? That one guy that said he brought him back from Iran or Iraq, didn't he?
0: Yeah, but he was... Uh...
2: Here's my point. At that time, he could have been a Green Beret. Green Beret. well, Really, if you know any long-term... Yeah, McCoy was
0: a Green Beret.
2: Right. Okay. I'm not saying that's him, but my point being is... Ex-military, ex-green beret, a they don't live on two hundred thousand dollars. They live off the land and a lot of things. The two hundred thousand just could have been a stick in the eye, and he could have lived off the land. It, I mean, there's you you turn some some people wrong like that. They'll just that they, they stuck it to you, and their their benefit is living, and you never getting caught, and you never getting your money back.
1: He and, he was quoted. He was. I think one of the stewardess maybe had asked him uh, why are you doing this to us or something like that and he said I'm not doing it to you I'm doing it to them. There you go. But okay I can see him being a vigilante like you know, I'm, you stick it to the man type of thing but I don't think he would have just not used the money. I don't think that he would just be like you know I just, I'm just i just going to ask for it just just for the heck of it. I mean I, I think he, he he took the money so that way he could spend it whenever he got where he was going and if he knew exactly where he was why would you try to land in a bunch of woods and stuff because they didn't have technology where they're just going to find you immediately right when you drop You why not go for like grasslands or something like that like in the middle of a field because be
0: uh, easier to spot
2: I mean ex-Military but, but ex-Green they, Beret would look for stuff like that but
1: they didn't know where he was so what does that matter? What does it matter where you, if you drop in the wooded area, if you drop in the middle of a field? Didn't they have the technology where they're like tracing him and like, oh, well, this is where he's at There, this is where the plane is right here. They, they didn't know. But
0: they did know how to trace stuff back then. I mean, even though it's 1971, they had capability of finding people.
2: Well, and know? on top of that too, it's not okay. Here's the tree section. The tree section goes forever. He's already. We already know he spotted that town there. That town there. That town there. He dropped the tailgate or the ladder or the ramp, whatever it was. He dropped it at a certain time. They didn't find out he was gone for another certain time. He could have landed in a grassy field.
1: Exactly. Uh, well, that's what I'm saying. They, they, even, even if they he, were tracing a plane, they don't still know where he's at. So he would look. He would if he had in his head exactly where he's going to jump, he would have he – which it's a night time. How the heck would he know that? I mean, come on. He can't Green look down. Beret, and, man. Green Navy seals. seals. Well, we don't Green know Red. he was Green Beret. I mean, people. I mean, well, you don't know what? No, there, there was no interview with this guy. So all this is speculation. I mean, only thing we know is the people who talked to him on the plane. That's the only thing we know. Even this Dull other guy, even
0: Rackstraw, he was a retired pilot. He was also a, a served on an army helicopter crew during Vietnam. So, I mean, these guys weren't just. <laughs> Joe's out here on the street, they had training. They had military training, air training in in, in helicopters and airplanes and stuff. They just weren't just me or you. I mean, they, they knew how to do stuff. They knew how to spot stuff from the air.
2: He could have dropped that one bag of money to throw him off the scent.
0: Could have. He really could have.
1: Yeah, but
2: no. Somebody will
0: find this down the road. They They never
2: found a parachute. They never found anything. No, they didn't. So what? Okay, if he didn't live through this, you you saying he just jumped down well, to pull they, the
1: cord? Well, they were saying that by what they they could figure out, they think he landed in the water, because that's they think the money went through the water to land where it, it was found at, uh-huh. like right there in that. What do they call it? What well, what's the word? It's right there in the, in the the dirt or the sand. It was like a sandbar. Uh-huh. Yeah. So they said the only way it could have got there from. Near where he jumped at was by water. So if he were landing in the water, you're going to have that big old parachute behind you. At exactly. least one. How, how would you survive? You'd have to take all that stuff off while in the rapids of the, the river? Exactly.
2: You, you're making our point.
1: I'm saying, there ain't no way he could survive. All right, he couldn't survive.
2: All them rapids and all them rocks are going to hang on what? That big parachute. you saying, your your theory is he died. Yeah. Your theory is also, so you let's go, let's go. When he jumps off the plane, does he pull a ripcord? Does he make the parachute open? If he
1: didn't use the, if he didn't use the training one, yes. Okay. Regardless, but he ain't
2: gonna be able to steer it. He's gonna float. He's gonna float. After so many days, your body bloats up and you float to the surface. They're gonna find that dead body somewhere. Second of all, he pulls a cord. And okay, so you saying he pulled the cord or not? You you're going on this know. dummy parachute thing?
1: I don't know. Yeah, sure. They, okay. they they well, they gave then, him a dummy parachute. If he did, if he wasn't experienced and he used a dummy parachute and didn't use the yeah, good one. Well,
2: but what I'm saying is if he pulled the ripcord and he popped that chute and he died in the rapids, what happened to the parachute? It could be in the tree. Who says he just
1: said he landed in the water? I'm saying that's what they're saying he happened with him. I'm saying it, uh, right. okay, what, what so if he hit in a tree. tree on the way down? Okay,
2: he had a tree there's still a parachute in the tree. Could be. The, they they grid searched this whole.
1: That's a vast area. lot. Since it didn't but, really but know where a, a he landed parachute,
2: at. Man, it's usually bright white. And then not start getting all these colored parachutes till it became a big thing to jump out of planes. It's probably going to be a, was it a military shoot? A civilian.
0: civilian shoot. They were civilian shoots. All right.
2: Well, still. I mean, I don't know it's it's going to co- be a bright color. It's not going to be
1: green. I, I, well, I mean, I'm saying I ain't never seen, I ain't never seen a parachute in, in, in person. I don't know the quality of them. I don't know if well, they would just they're like huge, rip apart. I don't know if they would like no, shred. They're like, no, they're, gone. they're,
0: they're made to help, hold up. I mean, yeah, they not just don't give you a, uh, an umbrella and jump out of a plane with. I mean, give you something that's going to hold up.
2: So if he dies, then there's a body laying there. There's <clears throat> attached to a parachute.
1: There's, there's a
2: unopened or an open pass parachute. His loafers. His loafers. Mm-hmm. You're going to find a loafer, man. It's going to fall off his foot. I don't know anymore. about
1: water, though. Water will take anything. You don't know how long it's going Where's to take. It going it to, it, go though. to, though? I don't know. It, water going to, keeps going and going and going right. and going. but these,
2: these rivers get low and high, and...
0: They would have found something.
1: They would have found a body.
2: They, have, they didn't
0: find anything. <clears throat> they didn't find any trace of animals. Animals could have ate on his body. But even even... If animals do eat on a the body, they still they don't eat all of it. Yeah, but I mean,
1: you go walk in the woods right now, you can find stuff that's valuable because not everything gets found. It's lost. Not everything gets there. There's things out there that we still have yet to discover, just because the world is so big, and you can't possibly find everything and see everything.
0: Yeah, but I, they didn't find anything on this guy. I mean, they this was the this was a big freaking deal back in. They had FBI, military searching for this this, this area. They didn't find nothing. They, they weren't just out there to say, let's let's have a search party. I mean, they were searching that whole yeah. area. It was a big deal.
1: And he, So, he would have jumped with his uh, suitcase that had the bomb in it, right? The homemade bomb? Yeah, he took it with him. So, why would you jump with a bomb?
0: It was supposedly a bomb. <laughs> we don't know.
1: <laughs> All right. Okay, and so, I'm thinking... These must have not been the smartest people because there, there's at least four, five people in the cockpit. And you have one guy that says he's got a bomb. Once he opened that door, why didn't they go back there? It was on autopilot. They don't know where the bomb was left. Mm-mm. I know, but if, he, if if he's opened up that back door. They were hostage. They were just doing what they were told. Yeah, I would have done the same but thing. The only, but the only thing he had was the bomb. But I'm saying once they opened up that back door. And he had a bag of money. That, that rear door back there, obviously he's got parachutes, so he's going to jump. He ain't going to leave the bomb on the plane. They didn't know that. Mm-mm. I mean, why not just. Why, if I had a real bomb, I wouldn't have took it with me. <laughs> why not wrestle the guy to the ground, take the suitcase, throw it off the plane. Here he had the door open. It was depressurized. Ain't like it's going to suck him out once they come out the cockpit.
0: I don't think it was a real bomb. I think it was just some parts of shiny used pinball machine parts like Dr. Brown well, said. I'm saying
1: if people like that were the ones that are searching for this parachute and stuff, really, I don't trust them. I question their wit. I don't know if they could have, I don't think they could have uh, uh, pulled off a good uh, search for anything if they came and uh, handled a situation like that. Especially if it was a scrawny little runt. Um, they never did find anything. Legendary.
0: Only years later, it was a little bit of money, which he could have, you know, threw some out, you know, like Bill said, throws people off. But, you know, like, nobody knows. Nobody knows what happened to him. All right, guys, we're going to ramp up this uh, D.B. Cooper podcast. Any last words, Chris? This
1: weather sucks.
0: Bill, you got anything to add? D.B. Cooper lived. <laughs> Rock on, D.B. Cooper. Now, guys, I just want to remind everybody, uh, our website is up, crackhousechronicles.com. Go there. You can. There's a link on the home page where you can – subscribe to our podcast. Just put in your email and you will get notified when new episodes are dropped. There is also a donate button there if you'd like to help contribute to the podcast. Help us buy gas money, equipment, whatever. Uh, Anything you want to do is greatly appreciated. Also, uh, go to our Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Check us out. We're always posting new stuff there. Alright guys, With that being said, this is The Crack House
1: Chronicles.